everything that I feel like I ever did led me to where I am now. Even the things that seem like they were, you know, not the greatest decisions, or maybe I would do that differently. But ultimately, besides any time I hurt people, I don't think I would do anything differently. Right? Oh no, right. No, I think that the fiber of who we be we become. Yeah. The, through the experiences that we have are definitely what makes us show up being the wisdom that we have to bestow or the observations that we can um, support others, raise others up from our, our, yeah. from our I mean, knowledge or I've just had relationships. I've had relationships that I feel like I should have left sooner or not, not should have. You know, in retrospect, gosh, why did I stay so long? And yet each one of those led me to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And For sure, that's so why, you know, when I'm talking to my nephew and all, I'm always just like, you know, just do your best to not have regrets, but don't fret about this turn or that turn or... <laughs> I didn't get that job I really wanted. It's like that wasn't in the cards. As long as, like you said, it's not harmful to you or others. Right. Yeah. You know, and there is a fine line with regards to that that people always tend to shove under a, a, a table more than we'd like to admit. Yeah. I mean, that's where my regrets are is in when times when I have definitely hurt people. I've done things in a way that they could have been done way nicer or more gently or more diplomatic, you know, whatever. That is where my regrets live, period. Not in, damn, I wish I had taken that other job or I wish I had gone to vet school sooner or whatever. I don't, you know, that stuff's kind of a waste of time. excited to share this podcast because sometimes I think with podcasts people are just focused on one thing and sometimes we just need to hear some really great conversations between two friends who love and care about each other and remind ourselves the reason why connection and conversation is so important. So welcome to the Camp Fifi Uncensored podcast with my dear childhood friend, Susan McMillan, who is a veterinarian, an attorney, and becoming a deacon. So join me, pull up a chair, grab that coffee, because here we go. Hi there. Hi, beautiful. Hi. I'm just doing a little fiddler on the roof today, or rota, or whatever, testing out the waters. It's it's very becoming. How are you feeling? I feel good. Good. I thought. Yeah. I know, are you feeling like a hundred percent? Like a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm like working out like a hundred percent. I I even said to my trainer like, 
but I'm not sweating and I need to like be, she's like, no, no, not right now. Like, no, you don't need to be sweating. She's like, but if you need those spurts of like yeah. things and you go do those, you know, five, 10 minute spurts. Are you, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Wait, what are you going to say? I was going to say, are you um, wanting to sweat just because of like wanting to just that whole cleansing thing that you feel when you really sweat? Yeah. yeah, because I feel then that I'm working out. I mean, even when I'm doing Pilates or resistance, I still will build up a sweat. And I, yeah. you know, I'm just like, you're, you know, definitely. And I'm not doing that right now because I know she's trying to stay really gentle. You know, initially it was post-surgery. Then it was like recovering from chemo. And, and so to that point, um, she's keeping me super strong. I mean, I am super yeah. strong. It's really, really great. Um, yeah. And I feel really great. I mean, you know, I'm wrapping, I just wrapped up, I still have my head of hair, but it's become a Bob Marley Rastafarian bird's nest. Why? Because you don't want to brush? You're not brushing it hard? Is that? Oh, no, I was brushing it. And then like just masses were starting to come out. Okay. And so then I braided it. Posted this literally last night, right before this podcast drop of mine. Ironically, around hair balance and and being an idealist realist, which was with a guest friend of mine who you would love, but she's and I have done this business together for years, and she's award winning and just terrific. And we were doing this, and she's been kind of riding shotgun with me through this whole thing. Like, well, is it today or is it today or is it today? Yeah, and um. And that's been like going over like a month now. <laughs> Is it really? I mean, yeah, since really you. Be... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I really thought I was going to cut it off before okay. I started treatment and just put it together off to the side if I ever wanted to donate it or need it or whatever as yeah. a point of reference. And then didn't. And, and, and people's responses were like really shocking. Like I can realize that people might've been even more attached to my hair than even I, I know myself to be like, why are you doing it now? You don't need to do it now. Why, why, why would you do that? Don't do that. You don't need to do that. Like, let wait, it, let wait, it, wait, it, wait, it, wait. it would be. Wow. So, so yeah. So that really wowed me. So that was a little like a, Okay. And so then the next week went by and I had treatment and then I didn't feel well enough to do it. Yeah. And then the following week went by and then I was feeling stronger and great and enjoying just life as it was and just enjoying all of it, including yeah. my hair and like, oh, I'm, you know, this is great. No, I didn't cut it. Here I am two weeks later. This is good. Maybe, you know, maybe miracles didn't even happen from all this. Right. <laughs> or two, because, you know, God knows to stay open to all the possibilities <laughs> right right you know why not you be an anomaly <laughs> why that, maybe that sicilian hair is like totally you know doesn't respond to chemo listen man i was starting to ponder and wonder because they said 10 days two weeks everything was intact and 14 days passed by were you kind of like were you kind of like pulling on it tugging yeah I wasn't tugging no I wasn't tugging I mean there were there were plenty of there were plenty of tugs that occurred from like 
dogs jumping on you and things like force of nature to the point where there was a moment, like I think it was at the end of last week that I was on the mat working out virtually with my trainer. And one of the boys comes pouncing in, must land on my hair. When I came up, there was a cluster strand and I just, there I was in a moment, like on camera, but not Zoom, just FaceTiming where I just went, <clears throat> because, you know, <laughs> you know, it it's something, yeah, there it is. Like that, that just doesn't happen like that. And that was my first, that doesn't happen like that oh, moment. And it was, I know it's not about the hair. I know. I know it's about so much bigger. Right. And, and it's by, but the hair is, it's just, it's a symbol. It's, it's you, not to mention your livelihood, your creativity. I mean, your hair probably means more to you than mine. I mean, I'm sure you care about I wouldn't walk hair, around but... saying, I wouldn't walk around, hey, Susan, by the way, my hair means a lot more to me than <laughs> yours does, or like, I don't know. Please <laughs> talk to your girlfriend. I, Your hair so, means as much to me as mine does anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll um tell you, uh, I think it was six years ago, we, Kit and I, shaved our heads for a friend, you know, okay. and um, I, uh, afterwards I thought, I mean, I didn't mind it because I don't care. And yeah. it, turns out, it turns out my head is like not weird. So I was, you know, I could get a it. small head too. Do I? That's so nice you? of you to notice. <laughs> I mean, it is my business to notice these things <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> right. So me and my little pinhead, um, you know, we, we looked okay bald, I guess. I didn't mind it. Um, and I actually, it turns out I really, really, really liked really short hair. And Kit's, ah. Kit's bugging me now because it's so my hair's so long. She wants me to cut it off, and I just haven't gotten to it. But um, it was I sure, felt do you like to wear it. I actually at that juncture, I don't mind it at all. Really short. I it, I think it makes me look younger. Not that I honestly care at all about right, how right. people think I am. Um, right, right. It's cold in the winter for sure. The thing that was weird to me is, you know, I thought we were doing it in support, in like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, to in an empathy supportive. Yeah, supportive, position. like in solidarity. And then, you know, I just, then I felt that it was maybe a little like self-serving. You know, I didn't. Or the others who did it and who involved themselves with self-serving? No, for me, I felt like, God, okay, so was I doing this just to like show the world I'm in solidarity with Nancy? Did it really do Nancy any good? Um, you know, we all showed up, we showed, we all, Kit and I showed up at dinner that night. We were having dinner with Nancy and um, she didn't know we were doing it. So it was, okay. you know, it was a big surprise. And of mm -hmm. course she was real gracious and was like, oh, wow, you know, but, you know, did it, did it do any good for her heart or was it, 
like, oh, whoa, whoa, go Susan and Kit. Aren't you guys great friends? I don't know. I don't know where I ended up. I just ended up thinking, well, I don't mind my hair really, really short, but I'm not sure I would do that again unless someone really wanted me to. I don't know if that makes any sense. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so crazy that you even brought that up because I've never once ever, ever had this thought. I mean, you know, you know, I went through thyroid cancer four times. Hair wasn't, hair was never uh, an affected thing, technically yeah. speaking. So I never even considered and had this conversation or thought. And then just within the last day or so, I had that thought about the when the people do do in solidarity, whatever it is that you want to call it, fun, right. what, if maybe they're fundraising, I don't know what they're doing, yeah. but that's that they've done. And I was just like, and I remember kind of taking a step back going, yeah, how did that make you feel? That? Oh, well, I, I personally would never ask anybody to do that. And then no sooner had I had that thought, this is what's so strange about this. Somebody else mentions to me how they had, you know, if if that was something that you were considering, I was like, man, that I, I just had this up and not because I was considering like, wow, that's yeah. crazy. And then you bring it up. And it is crazy because I get why I think it's like when you're choosing a white car, all of a sudden you see all white cars. Right? Yeah. Theory like the magnetism of the energy. So the force is kind of telling us that we're in all in alignment, I think is what it's saying, right? Um, and maybe it is because we all know what the, like all these conversations have a sometimes a common theme, yeah. which happens to be what's going on right now. But to that point, even, even aside from that, like it's still kind of like white car. It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I, which I think it's pretty damn cool. I think it's a great sign of just to all energy sources. Yeah, that you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, to to your point and your experience, I don't. I know that I want funding, and I want research, and all those things. Have I personally taken action with a nonprofit or? Any of those things in nature? No, I've, that's been very transparent. But I also know that those are the things that are necessary. Yeah. And when I did think about the whole hair, like what was happening and what's happened so transpired so quickly where now yeah. instead of donating hair to somebody or remaking, I mean, I might be building a bird's nest in my front yard with my <laughs> hair. I mean, that is possibly what's happening next. And I would be giving back to nature and that, to me, would be the coolest motherfucking thing because I am so aligned with birds. Yeah. And the fact that my hair has literally woven itself into these bird cage-like formations maybe that, that I was, build. Maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's what you're supposed to be doing. Not well, making another wig for yourself. Well, right? I think it is. I swear to you, it came to me today. And I was like, shite. That, that is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. Well, and, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, my mom had pretty curly hair and um yeah. real wavy when she lost hers with chemo it came back really 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 straight you know from then on she you know complained about it right because it wasn't the curly hair she had had for her first 60 years or whatever um 
so who knows maybe your hair will come back in a whole new way there'll be like a new felicia i have no idea like i no, have I no concept you know. of yeah and um i mean i hope i love it then it's yeah, fun and great and what you know what well you've got this i like hair i yeah. like hair well, I, I mean, I do nothing with my hair and I love hair. So like my whole, my whole concept of hair is fucking let it free. Do like have the cut you want and live a lifestyle, like just shake and bake and go. Like, <laughs> seriously, I am really a low key kind of bedhead kind of gal, but I also knew that I could get away with that. But I think a lot of people can, they just don't, they're just so caught up in shit. You know? Well, it's interesting because you and I want to say this and then I want to remember to tell a Felicia Hare story that I hope you think will be funny for this podcast. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's cool because you're, you know, you have so much wrapped up in hair and yet you're, you're, you're not like hung up on what your hair is or what your, your hair will be, I think. Right. It's like, well, I'm, I'm not. And yet I wrote a piece about it and I've been recording myself because I've been journalizing. And so I go kind of back and forth between writing and, and then videoing myself. And, um, and, and I, I'd like to think that all of this experience is basically going through a process of realizations and enlightenment that in turn I get to share with others kind of thing that if I haven't heard this I can't imagine a lot of people have and I'm around it yeah so okay fascinating and to the point where um uh one of these nights there were two, there were two different nights first off I barely brush my hair ever in life okay. I I am I am obviously loaded with tools for the industry and the business and use this stuff. But when it comes to myself, I really am of the theory of less is more. And I have been since I started doing here. This is right post us graduating from Wayland or, you know, not post, just in a few years of this whole thing coming out that like I do hair stuff. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, you know, that was a trip because literally imagine like us, at Wayland, but I'm now at Boy College, and randomly somebody asked me if I can cut their hair. I'm like, I don't know why they're asking me, but yeah, sure. What? Like, I okay, it's sculpture. I've been around a lot of hair, up in salons. So is that I, how it's? Is that how you started? Kind of. Exactly how I started. I didn't know that. I grew up with my mom in the salons a lot. And I, people were around my hair a lot. They oozed over me and my head of hair a lot. Yeah. And that was just my experience. And I mean it with nothing other than that was the experience. I walked into a salon and people's heads would turn and conversations would start. And I could maybe said of nothing. And I had positive experiences, which when then this person randomly asked me, and I said, yes, that yes turned into many yeses and many moments of people sitting around watching Felicia cut hair while maybe a soap opera was on and right. people are doing bong hits and blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. And I'm not accepting payments because I'm not licensed, but I'm figuring it out and doing my thing. I was getting paid in bong hits, but I wasn't getting paid in cash. <laughs> Yeah, because one was less legal than the other. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> That's funny. Oh I my god! I, I didn't. I don't think I knew that was kind of how you got started. I mean, it still took you a while to figure out that that was a path. God, oh my God, it took me a while as an understatement. I mean, you know, 15 years of rubbing two sticks together post-college, like a lot of struggle and a lot of nothing was handed. Nothing was, there, there were no connections. There was no like, oh, you're, you're going to law school. So maybe you'll get into this firm, big or small, or maybe you'll go like into this section. Nothing. Getting your law school degree, we as you would, you know, like you, you know, we all, you, we all have choices. No matter what the educational path is, that's a path. Doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah. Um, I do want to be a starving artist. There was something that I could do because I knew being a director was not going to be easy and handed to me for certain. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be around entertainment and, and the arts. How do I do that and make money? Yeah. I, you know, put, keep putting myself out there. And the, the hair and makeup was a way of me getting in indoors that weren't going to definitely allow me in at the time. Yeah. It was a big crap show. Yeah, but it worked out for you. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, ultimately, it really crazily has. I mean, yeah. you know, again, not having any attachment to it, but knowing that the way it the way it evolved and has worked out, like you know, it, that's been a great, a great, a great achievement that I I, I do not I do not take for granted. Right. No doubt. But. Well, yeah. um, is that how you all, isn't that how you met Randy? It is how I met Randy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's met like in the industry. Every, everything that I feel like I ever did led me to where I am now. Even the things that seem like they were, you know, not the greatest decisions or maybe I would do that differently. But ultimately, besides any time I hurt people, I don't think I would do anything differently, right? Oh no, right? No, I think that the fiber of who we be, we become yeah. the, through the experiences that we have are definitely what makes us show up. Being the wisdom that we have to bestow, or the observations that we can um, support others, raise others up from our our yeah from our I mean, knowledge or I've had, relationships, I've had relationships that I feel like I should have left sooner or not, not should have, you know, in retrospect, gosh, why did I stay so long? And yet each one of those led me to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And For sure. that's why, you know, when I'm talking to my nephew and all, I'm always just like, you know, just do your best to not have regrets, but don't fret about this turn or that turn or I didn't get that job I really wanted. It's like that wasn't in the cards. As long as, like you said, it's not harmful to you or others. Right. Yeah. You know, and there is a fine line with regards to that, that people always tend to shove under a, a, a table more than we'd like to admit. Yeah, I mean, that's where my regrets are, is in when times when I have 
definitely hurt people. I've done things in a way that they could have been done way nicer or more gently or more diplomat, you know, whatever. That is where my regrets live, period. Not in, damn, I wish I had taken that other job or I wish I had gone to vet school sooner or whatever. I don't, you know, that stuff's kind of a waste of time. Well, and to your point, so, so Susan, you and I met in 1977 in uh, Beaverdam, Wisconsin at Wayland Academy. I was, I came as a junior, you came as a sophomore, right? Right. So I assume we met in September or August of 77, right? Because, and you, you, you played field hockey. Yeah. Your first year. So we were, you know, we must have become friends really quickly because field hockey's in the fall, right? <laughs> and I was the goalie and you were the sweep, <laughs> right? So I counted up, I did the major math. That means I think it was uh, 45 and a half years ago. 45 and a half years ago. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Right. It's like exactly. a bell to be wrong. <laughs> wow. well it's funny you should say that because I was thinking about my age being a September kid and I was thinking man I I wasn't even 16 when I landed there because I mean and you were had to have been you're an August baby so you had to have been 15 like barely turning 16 we were both barely turning 16 when we met yeah yeah if it yeah the fall of 77 we both were turning 16 right yeah Wow, Weird. and now we're both 61. Yeah, isn't nice that technology. Yeah. Right? Super yeah. cool. Yeah. Now we're 61 babies. Yeah, that's, um. yeah, 61 is 61. I think that's very cool. It's hey, very um, cool. I gotta, um, yeah, 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 we should talk about that a little bit. Because I, I do remember you were the person I called when I was at Dickinson. So I think um, that, you know, that's where I went right out of Wayland. I went to Dickinson right. College just for a year. I was quite unhappy, drank a lot, did a lot of fraternity party stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Some, some fairly dangerous, um, like liaisons, liaisons, just bad, okay. just bad decisions. Yeah. Um, I was just um, about to come out, but I hadn't yet. And you were the person I remember calling from payphones. Cause, and I was just, uh, I think lonely, pretty darn unhappy. You must've been at Beloit. I wasn't at Beloit yet that right after, right after Wayland, I went to Rockford college to be part of the university of Illinois program which I was there for the first two years because I went two oh. years there, Columbia yeah. in Chicago and then yeah. Beloit. Didn't you live with my grandmother when you went to Columbia? I lived with your grandmother when I went to Columbia. For at least part of the time. Yeah. And it was very, very sweet of her opening up her home. Yeah. That was, and she yeah. had a beautiful home. What a, I mean, what a really, what a trip, like woven your family into like me and, and, yeah. and just the, the, 
you know, and hopefully my family and you and certainly my mom for sure. Your mom for sure, you know. um, My mom loved you, Susan. Well, and I so loved your mom. She was so... um, I mean, I don't, lo- I don't love it now when kids are like, yeah, my mom's my best friend, but she, and, but I considered her kind of like a friend, even though she was oh, yeah. my friend's mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. It, you know, partly maybe she was cool. Maybe she was just really welcoming. And I think we did a fair number of weekends at your house in Rockford. Good. You and your yellow, didn't you have a yellow, like B210 or something? What car was that? Uh, well, we did have a B210. I also, oh, I didn't think, no, I didn't have that yet. Yes, we had the B210 at that point. We had a Datsun B210. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's classic. We used to do, I guess, uh, we did a fair number of weekends down there. And Yeah, we did. So gracious and, you know, she probably, she must have known we were smoking and, I don't know, drinking. Did she? I mean, we were, weren't we? Yes, we were. <laughs> yeah, yes, we I don't were. remember. I'm relying on you. <laughs> I, I, I remember. Um, I don't remember all of it, but I, what I do remember is drinking wasn't really my thing. That's why I was such a softy when it came to that shit. Yeah, smoking was my thing, and um, smoking pot was. Our, I was already doing that before I came to Wayland. Yeah, I just was not the kid who wanted to get caught doing it. Yeah, I have that very, my, ironically, my, my trainer and I were talking about that today. I have that good little girl, like, thing up my ass. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to break the rules, even though I'm a rule breaker. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, you know, upset the cart. But, but I, but at the same time, I want to lead accordingly, you know, and yeah. I want to be authentic, you know, and, 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 and my truth. It's that so Western it's, girl thing, man. You don't want to rock the boat. It is. No, no, it's but yet yeah, you know what's right from wrong. Right, right, right. That I mean, intelligence. Right, right from wrong is different than being a rule breaker, right? I mean, rules are not all about right and wrong. Some rules are just rules. True, 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 true. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's it's murky for all for sure. Yeah. You know, or I fluid, fluid, I would it's, say. Not it's fluid for sure. I mean, some rules are just, you know. Okay, so I in I think 2010, maybe I got a DUI. Okay. And um the in, in retrospect, it's a funny story, and I can say this now because I don't drink anymore, but um it, I was arrested in our driveway. How uh, right. you even left the driveway? Yes, I had been out. Kit was in Indianapolis visiting her fr- family, so I was my own designated driver, which I failed at miserably. And um, so I went to a clinic Christmas party, not not my own vet clinic, but a clinic I worked with, and we had de- Mexican food and bowling. It was a big the theme was nothing sounds fun mexican and bowling (laughs) so i drank too much and someone spotted me um and called the police and they kind of hunted me down and i had just pulled into the driveway and so they hadn't seen me drive or anything 
Um, but they, you know, I got, it was the middle of a snowstorm. I got the whole roadside sobriety test and everything. And I know in, I was very polite even, and it's a long story that I won't get into, but um, I was real polite. And in retrospect, if I had not been that, that silly, polite Midwesterner, I could have gotten out of the car, walked into my house, cracked open a beer and either answered the door or not answered the door, but not gone through the whole arrest, you know, handcuff, court, lose my license, lose, you know, the whole thing, which ended up being a, you know, a great learning experience. It, again, yeah, no regrets, but, um, but it, but that polite thing is what kept me from just walking it, you know, saying F you and yeah. walking into the house. Cause he hadn't seen me do anything. He just kind of pulled up behind me. I, yeah. But that, that Midwestern polite, or maybe it's not just Midwestern, maybe it's kind of a female polite thing where we're all uh, kind of taught I, to just be like, Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that would apply to every female, though. No, no, not at all, not at all. But some, of, I feel like it was just like in my upbringing to be cooperative. Oh yeah, of course it was. You know, I can I can contest to that. Yeah, I mean, and I when I got to the police station, I literally had to help him fingerprint me because he couldn't figure <laughs> out how to do the thing, the infrared fingerprinting. Oh my and God. I continued to be polite. <laughs> Here, let me help you with that. Here, this is how this works. Oh yeah. my God. Wait, so, you need a side view, a profile? What do you need? Four right. by, no, four by six and eight by 10? <laughs> oh God. It was, a, it was a funny night, man. So. Oh my God. I only, I think I, I mean, I didn't do, I was on the verge of getting arrested with an, a really schmuck of a guy, Appaloid, ironically, who literally was driving a car while drinking. You were right. Front seat. Yeah. I wasn't drinking. Oh. Um, and he literally, as the car, as the police was pulling over, he literally put me into the driver's seat. Wow. Oh yeah, it was pretty fucked up. Anyhow, so um, you know, end yeah. up down there, and I mean, the cops were like, "You're you're not a part of this, right?" Like this, it's kind of. I was like, "Yeah, no." I mean, <laughs> yes, clearly I am, and yet, yeah, nope, I'm not, and it was just like fucked up. Do you even like, remember who the guy was? I mean, I remember what he looks like. Names? Yeah. No, I think. Yeah. Like you I weren't going to take the hit for him. No. You were, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look at, you know, I mean, look, I, t I took, I mean, strangely, as this is going to sound and weird, you know, Waylon <clears throat> walking into a room that I wasn't doing anything, but I was associated, I took a hit. I took a hit and I didn't say anything one way or another and I took that hit. Yeah, and I took that hit that affected my internship and a lot of things that I couldn't afford to lose, but I did. So you were not drinking with us? 
I don't think I ever, I don't think I, well, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, I wasn't, but I was in the room. Yeah. Wow. By association, I'm in the room. So I, so did you not have any like thought of saying, Hey, um, I was in there, but I wasn't drinking. Um, I think, I think that I had, but I think it was more of a feeling that I had to own responsibility that I was in there. Yeah. And the cause of the You were a proctor, right? Was, I can't, I don't know. I hadn't been yet awarded it because it was, it was literally my first year, junior year. Oh my God. Right. That was your first semester. Okay. yeah so now okay. i was just about to be rewarded it and i was going to get this medical and i had this medical illustration internship that i lost and i had to come back and pay it off during that month at school for being a part of the, that situation yeah and it was the next year that we came back for our then senior year that i don't even think i was like i think i was in the process of moving into the dorm yeah. When Al Paul pulled me aside and went, I, I know you had nothing to do with that. Oh, seriously. Wow. Yeah, she's like, I know you had nothing to do with that. And that and that was really like I saw what you did. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh. <laughs> what? So interesting. That's so interesting. Um I didn't I didn't or I don't remember all of that. You know, like a handful. I mean, there was like easily, I don't know how many, seven, eight, nine. There were, there were seven or eight of us. And I yeah. know Beth Uncafer didn't come back. She was my roommate. She didn't come back that after Christmas break. Her parents pulled her. That's right. And then there were whoever the rest of us were. And the only thing I always remember, the lesson I learned from that was two things. Diane pulled me aside and said, your word means shit to me now. And I, that's, that's, I learned that uh, it's easy to, you know, it's hard to gain someone's trust and really easy to lose it. Mm -hmm. That was a huge lesson for me. And then the other thing I learned was that Adults can be real assholes because a bunch of us were on the basketball team and we got kicked off, except Holly Geffert. Oh. And she did not get kicked off. And guess who was like, you know, five. Oh, very much. Very, very much. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. I was literally going to say before you ever mentioned nothing against Holly, by the way. But no, not at all. I would. I I. I can't even believe you mentioned her because literally she just dropped in my head. Like I yeah. blatantly remember in the room. And I, and I, and maybe I remember it wrong. God knows that's possible. But I think that those of us on the team all got kicked off except Holly. And that, that taught me a real lesson about, you know, unfairness. Right. And I don't know. Maybe Holly's listening and she'll tell us that I'm totally wrong. She got kicked off too. God knows our memories are pretty faulty. Oh, well, none of us ever know the whole story. There's no question about that. You know, because honestly, to your point, Susan, when I came back for that, for that interim time, when everybody's off doing their thing, most, for the most part, 
and I was back on campus and there weren't a lot of us, I remember yeah. thinking, how the fuck did this happen? Like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, wow. this is just fucked up. Yeah. And, 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 and I, it wasn't that I think I was thinking victimy thoughts. I think yeah. it was just like, wow, man, you had this all going for you. You, you, you've been, you've been working on this since you were 11 years old. You were yeah. going to be working with one of the top people and, you know, like, just like that, just like that. And a lot of things happened just like that during that period of my life with just all the things with my parents and my father yeah. and all the things and then starting all just all the things yeah it started to kind of feel like well that's just going to be how it is I guess unconsciously I always felt like I think uncertain when I have a lot of certainty in me that's what's so con so like yeah you right. know like on each shoulder like I feel confident in many ways not cocky not egotistical right. But like, no, I, I, I think I can do that. So might be scared, but I think right. I can deliver. Or then there's the like, oh, well, that should, you know, I that well, it's like, fall. I mean, I guess, you know, the confidence in yourself is one thing, but knowing you can't control your environment, like you couldn't control your folks, you couldn't control whether your dad lived or died. You know, the, the external shit is the, where like, who knows what's going to happen and like so true thank god internally you had and have a confidence that allows you to live through the uncertainty of the rest i mean look at right now like right now what you know how are you preparing for the next you know week now that you've been through this once you're in a different place than you were 3 weeks ago you have more knowledge. Does that make you like more nervous or less nervous or both? Both. Okay. Only because of what you know and what you hope you don't experience and working on being as strong as not stronger when you first went into it. Um, so you're hopefully, you know, you recover better. And I even, you know, in this particular case, what I really believe is so important and I feel very, very fortunate is that I have a team of people. I have a team. Yeah. And it takes a team, you know? So yeah. I mean, I'm lucky enough that for all the chain of events and I ended up aligning with this incredible gynecological oncologist who with him comes a nurse practitioner for those who don't understand the value of a nurse practitioner yeah. they are they are being trained like a doctor they are the right wing co-pilot to that doctor yeah and they get paid very very well to manage a lot of things minus being the doctor yeah and um so they take on a lot of responsibility to help that doctor do what the doctor does and that's become a very important role in medicine these days is oh, that God, yes yeah right absolutely so I, I, my primary is you know has often been a nurse practitioner hmm. just because they're um they, they're so they're so good they're so well trained yeah they really really are and it's really i mean i i even thought like oh well, maybe i go back and become a nurse practitioner 
<laughs> just like the thought of education right now in that way yeah. like makes my toes curl I don't know yeah. but anyhow yeah. um just sit tight on that one you know just sit tight on the nurse practitioner thing maybe it'll happen but maybe I mean look at I know I'm supposed to be healing people I do know that exactly. I just don't have right. doctor in front of my name I really do feel that way though I'd say and that you don't need you know humility. doctor Doctor, it, it doesn't mean, it, in some ways, it doesn't mean anything as far as healing, you know? I, I agree with you, though. You know, I mean, I, if you know, you're not a I'm, surgeon, then yeah, you probably want an MD, but otherwise, healing happens in so many ways, right? It absolutely does, and uh, no, and I'm definitely... I think a person who is definitely aligned to be and is that person. I've always, I think, been that person. I think I've always walked with that very caring heart, wanting to make people feel better, be better, do better. How can I be of help to you to get that all, you know? So no, I definitely think that I don't need doctor or PhD no. or whatever. No, you know. and this experience has really basically drop kicked you into a place <clears throat> where you can offer a healing that only someone who's been through something can offer. Well, thanks. You know, you know that's interesting that you say that because I wrote this piece last night or yesterday, I should say where, um, and it took me about 24 hours to write, edit, 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 write, write, edit. And I do that. And my write, my, I think my writing feels very with ease the way I put it out there and convert, like have this kind of storytelling conversation-ish kind of thing yeah. back and forth. But um, it doesn't, you know, I, I really try to pay attention to how, how I put myself out there in and not like where I'm controlling the results or the and whatever but because like we just discussed you, you don't have control over any of that only your stuff and um but in telling that story you know it's interesting because none of these things and I think I've discussed this with you earlier when we were connecting last time which is like yes this is your experience and yes, this is your learning curve from that experience. Yeah. And yes, I have been choosing and willing to share some of those aspects of my experience, including as recent as telling the story over the last day about going to brush my hair, which I, as I was saying earlier, rarely, rarely do. But what had happened was I had noticed that there was a big, matting happening at the nape of my neck and I knew if I didn't get to it it was just going to converge into something <laughs> right grander than that something that the autobahn society might be interested in <laughs> ding ding another bell has run it's Clarence in the house <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god so anyhow so it ended up that, that uh oh my god what was i saying i just lost my train of thought what was i saying your hair you were worried I, so i was yeah writing this piece on all this and my point is is that like sharing these stories i hope does come across that it's not like oh and then this happened to me and then the like I no man I don't I don't need that I really don't it takes way more energy than by opening myself up yeah than I need to do to like really put back energy into me yeah but with that said my hope is that people who get it do get that I am really trying to go, hey, by the way, I don't know if you know this. Yes, a lot of us think of chemo maybe with hair loss, whether we've known people or not. Honestly, I don't even know that I know directly. Like I probably do, but I don't know. That's the truth besides people I've worked with yeah. or reenactments of or reenactments are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know, sorry, film and entertainment, but you know, we're not, this is not the real thing. This is playing. Yeah. It's playing. Yeah. Playing. But to that point, even with all the people I've worked with, um, never did I know when this happens and it, doesn't happen I don't think to everybody but I literally felt the night that I brushed out my hair two nights ago and I saw the like the just the wrapping of the hair around my brush just like yeah you know you're looking at it it's like super surreal I bet and I work with hair I built hair I work with hair it's all the things but still looking well you're looking going that's a lot of freaking hair yeah. And I say that with like, that's a lot of freaking hair. Like what, what, what could possibly be left on your head? Which was crazy because then I was able to put this hair braid together because I wanted to try to keep it controlled and contained yeah. and just kind of in place yeah, and not have shit happen to it until I figured out what was next. Yeah. In the middle of the night that I woke up and my head was just like, I had to get this braid out. This very soft, oh. loose braid felt like my head was just like every follicle, every nerve oh. and was going through this metamorphosis oh, of like mothership was talking to the papillas and saying, disconnect. It's time to disconnect. Wow. Do what you're here to do. Yeah. And my, my head was just like, you know, just like, and I really felt like, and what's so crazy was I had to gently take out my braid because I just like, no matter which way I was lying, it was just yeah. too much, blah, 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 blah. I wake up the next morning and I wrote the story. I wake up yeah. the next morning and I wake up with like three birds nests happening. Very yeah. Bob Marley-like, like rock-like. <laughs> maybe it was the birds you were hearing <laughs> that's so crazy so you took the braid out and then by morning it was just crazy wow. and, and, I, I mean, and 
you Go sleep with, you sleep with your hair all the time right and it doesn't Who do says that a mother of god like wild right. mane nothing ever met yeah. ever ever but you knew i knew in that moment it was like it was my hair saying it was like being out in the middle of the ocean in a boat going bind together man or <laughs> you're gonna fall away <laughs> wow. and I knew if I took a brush to it right then and there I'd be like and it would fall away <laughs> so I was literally like and I thought okay this is it I'm taking it off like yesterday I was gonna you know yeah. and my girlfriend who has been writing shotgun <laughs> which ironically we dropped a podcast on our conversation we had new year's eve now which has just been the funniest weirdest silliest thing of how this is all aligned where um i knew that like one you know saving my hair the way we had originally talked that was long gone it yeah. hit it and it was the funniest thing too because going through chemo was almost like my hair got longer it got like he was like there was just something that just went into this whole like oh and then it went <laughs> locked down you know you could do like a a children's book you know because kids go through this right but in your children's book your hair would have its own voice totally right and it would have these conflicts yes it would be like yes. I'm first I'm Felicia's hair. No, I'm my own person. You know, I get to take charge. Wait a minute. You know, man the battleship. <laughs> wow. There is something going on there, Felicia. <laughs> so crazy because it was all like I thought to myself. Am I imagining this shit or what? And when I woke up the next morning, Randy didn't see my hair. And so I somehow took all three like birds nests and like what's her what's her name? The the woman um who has the the big like cornucopia Carmen Miranda? Yeah Carmen Miranda Carmen Miranda nest. <laughs> wow well i figured i figured that when i came on today with a scarf i figured well you were used to me being in costume anyhow half the you know not you know half the time but you know some of the time so showing up in a babushka with you would be like who else would I could I better right. I pull it off with? <laughs> I didn't know we were doing fiddle around the roof today. I, <laughs> nor did I. Nor did I. The truth is, is the bird's nest is going through its own metamorphosis. And I was like, fucking, I, I'm not gonna try to like do no. whatever to it until I'm no. letting let when it you're ready. Yeah. Do it when you're ready. Never for me. You know, and I wanted to say two, I wanted to mention two things. Um, the the end of me talking about when I shaved my hair, that I felt I, you know, you said something just now about like playing at something, yeah. reenacting re something. I really quickly felt very awkward and bad because I was out in public and I felt people 
thought, oh gosh, she must have had cancer. And I didn't like that feeling, not because I would be ashamed if I'd had cancer, because I didn't want to feel people to think I was like play acting at some Yeah, point. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I know plenty of, the reason I think I was okay doing it is I know people who have the shaved head as a fashion, that's what they like. You know, Absolutely. it's a choice. And Absolutely. I and I I would almost do it, except I don't like that imposter feeling of almost having people think, oh gosh, are you okay? You know, I don't want, I don't want people like having an un I don't want to be getting attention that I don't deserve, you know. Like, but if that wasn't your driven intention, especially this time around, let's say you did shave your hair, your hair right. down to, you know, a triple zero, hypothetically, not a one, but a, a few zeros. <clears throat> so you, it's pretty much skin with like, you can just see the yeah. pinheads of your hair follicles. If you wanted to do that, you know why you're doing it. Yeah. You don't know anybody any no, you know, no, and it no. can look real, and 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 if that's what you enjoy and you feel great at, yeah, you know, this is not you're not making any statement other than you just make you like you like this look on you and you enjoy it. Period. Yeah. You know that, right. and that's that. If the other stuff, if you allow for the other stuff to, which has no bearing and no truth, <clears throat> last time I could see why you would have that association, but there's none of that involved with this this time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. And I, you know, I fully believe in, um, it's funny, we've been having the conversation about pronouns a lot with some of my friends. Yeah. Partly, you know, when Kit went from Becky to Kit, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always would say no pronoun change because yeah. You know, when someone changes their name and Kit could, I guess, be kind of a either way name. Totally. And so, you know, and I, it was never out of embarrassment, just it's a, so many people, probably I'm sure in LA, definitely in Burlington, Vermont, we have a, just a ton of transgender, um, gender fluid, you know, just all kinds of um, people it's just a community that's open to that yeah so we've had a lot of um discussions with friends some of whom are like oh I don't like the they thing I can't deal with it and I'm just so supportive of people being what they want to be whether it's, yeah whether it's what you wear whether it's what gender you want to call yourself whether it's what gender you are you know, so much of what we do is so such a construct that society puts on us. So, yeah, I mean, I'm like, if you want to have short hair and wear long dresses or have long hair and wear a tux, I, I mean, that doesn't matter to me. I, I wish we could all just get over all of that, the, that bullshit that we live with. You know? Well, we do. Incre put an incredible amount of limited beliefs in one another like as soon as a baby is born someone mm -hmm. some person some doctor slapped the label ding. 
Yep, slaps a label on that baby based on one physical characteristic. Yep. And that is that creates this trough that that baby is supposed to live in for the rest of that baby's life, regardless yep. of everything else. And that's yep. just one, you know? I I used to have this argument with my mom a lot because at her old folks' home, they had a woman, um, a man who transitioned. So when yeah. he just showed up to work and he had made the the big outward move. Sure. You know, and he, and he was wearing, he was wearing very frilly feminine clothes. And of course it freaked the shit out of all the old people. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> there was, I don't think there, I don't know if there was any warning. It doesn't matter. Half of them wouldn't have remembered it anyway. But all of a sudden this guy at the front desk who they'd all liked was suddenly her and very frilly and I was just like mom it's the same person it you know and she was good she totally she came around she really we just kept having the conversation I was like mom what if we were all blind so you know we wouldn't have all those expectations of based on hair and clothing and facial hair and like your expert your 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 things would be different. Your focus would be different, like on safety and yeah. courage and yeah, the ability and is, to, to overcome. Yeah. And what kindness comes out of someone's mouth. You yeah. Because your auditory is much more heightened. Right. So I don't know. I don't know how that, I don't know how I got started on that. I just felt compelled to get on my soapbox. Yeah, but I mean, to to your point, I also think that in all the things that you were just talking about, the acceptance of all and there being no barriers, no limitations and how we do what we do as a society. And it's so, you're so on point because, yeah, whether we took it back to the sexuality, which it's, you know, to the core of who we are and how we, you know, see and define ourselves in the world and are defined in the world and how our journey unfolds and so on and so forth i mean i feel fortunate that i got exposed at a fairly young age to people who were going through change and you know having and being very much involved as involved one could be so to speak and (laughs) learning and understanding and having empathy for those conversations and and a funny story to that point it was after i moved to la started working at the show Mad TV, um, one of the four core makeup and hair artists was going through transition, had been taking hormones, you know, sister's pills since she was nine. Wow, yeah. Getting the silicone injections, doing the whole nine yards at the point where we were all working together was gonna go through the sex change up in Canada. But before I actually knew that any of that existed, was when I was still in my domestic violent relationship and it ended up that I remember one day looking at Michelle going like, yeah, I want to be a tough chick like Michelle. And she wasn't tough. She just had a way about her. Yeah. She had a way about her where she was chic and together and super talented and people like listened and she just had a hand on herself. It wasn't until after I had made that like affirmation statement and I remember somebody, something being said to me by my abuser about how I have to, you know, toughen up and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you know, like, fuck you, man. Like, 
you know, this this is who I am and blah, 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 blah. And I remember thinking about Michelle. It wasn't until after all of that bullshit in that cluster of time that then did I find out Michelle was going through a transition. And I yeah. laughed at myself. I laughed at myself that I had chosen somebody to idealize or 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 want to be in bar, like who had to was probably fucking being challenged to stay alive most of the time because once you realize somebody had a penis versus you thought they had a vagina yeah yeah oh that's rough yeah in the middle of fucking you know god knows where in new york city all bets were yeah. off. You were lucky to come out alive in the 80s or 90s or wherever the hell. And, Ooh. you know, I think like to the things that we're, we're talking about in a very wide, like throw out a wide net. <clears throat> we've been lucky enough to come up during a period of time where we've seen and witnessed a lot of history from very different extremes. We grew up with grandparents who survived the depression or came out of the depression or Families were, all, all families were affected by the depression, did bad or otherwise. <clears throat> we come from generations of immigrants. We come from, you know, you know, lots of observing history and all of its breakdown and rise yeah. up and breakdown and progression. A lot of and big wars. Yeah. A lot of big wars, a lot of big accomplishments, a lot of treading water going backwards or sideways or whatever. And, um, you know, I do think that <clears throat> people like yourself, I mean, you, when we first went off to college and, and what have you, you went and you got a law degree. And then after your law degree, you ended up going to veterinarian school. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the time span. You went on to do that. And now you're in the process of now starting to become a deacon. Yeah. And there's something I definitely. Def- I said, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I'm no, kidding. I don't think so. I mean, I think it's all like of service positions and help others position. And um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak for you. That's what I would assimilated to like the core theme um and i do think that you know you becoming uh a a, a student of that and then a practitioner i think it's a great gift because i think you have a wide variety of information that you pull from an observation that you pull from, an understanding that you pull from, that makes for a great leader in that role, <clears throat> a great person who can listen and serve a community um, and contribute and guide be- because of the things that <clears throat> you've been blessed to, you know, be exposed to. Good, good for all the things that I, I know you've been exposed to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, thanks for all of that. I, yeah, I've, and I've been really fortunate in, in a million ways to, that allowed me to do those things, you know, and, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Uh, service is definitely something that's really important to me. And I guess it just keeps taking me a while to figure out how to best do that. Um, but enough about me. What do you think about me? No, I'm kidding. Oh my God. What do you mean enough about you? No, like, you know, here's a funny thing. It's like, I think what's interesting about where you're at in your life, like there's been big, big chunks of time that we've not spent together. That yeah. That's the thing. So, so it's a funny thing because we met at 16. I think that there's a great deal we know about each other and there's I'm sure a whole lot we don't. But found, at a foundational time of when we met, there's something that formulates, especially the amount of time and that we live together, that formulates yeah. it's different than the average human you're a friend or acquaintance or peer with. And therefore, I think it's like camp, the boarding school, I assimilate those relationships in a different formula. Like, yeah. I know that even if we haven't spoken, that just as we had in very recent times, it was the most interesting, most heartfelt, most intellectual, accomplished conversation covering lots of different subjects over a very short amount of time that was like exactly to my core, like my, how my heart rings. And it's like, this isn't difficult. Of course, it's not difficult because I got spoiled at such a young age. Well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting about just friendship period, because, you know, some friends I've had, and at the time, I thought, I, I'm thinking particularly of like a softball team I was on in Maryland, you know, in my young, you know, mid-20s, and, you know, you'd go out, we played two days a week, two or three nights a week, you'd go out, and you just thought these were going to be your friends forever. And I could barely name them for you now. And I, I'm, you know, I, a couple of them, I still know where they are, but you know, it's just friends do come and go. And, and I don't think that's bad. And then there's the people you meet and right off the bat, you're like, well, I can't believe I just told you that, you know, cause you're, the chemistry is just really good and honest right away and then there's friends like you i mean so pam finney i'm still friends with other than that you're yeah you're the only friend i maintain a relationship with from wayland i mean besides my brother he wasn't even my yeah friend. he wasn't even my friend back then <laughs> he pretended he didn't know me steve god steve Steve, right, but otherwise, you know, so you just, you don't know what relationships are going to, you know, survive your life with you. So true. You know, so, so you true. came to my, you made the trip out to D.C. in mm -hmm. 87, and you came to my law school uh, graduation in May of 87, and mm -hmm that this totally relates to the hair story that I wanted to say that I didn't say a while back. And that is that my mom was there too. And you were, I think maybe you stayed with me and Betsy. I'm not sure. 
Um, yeah, it sounds right. You probably, you probably, I know that you like during the afternoon, maybe you went and I, maybe we had a guest room. I don't know. I think you went and like took a nap and then my parents were there and you know, you knew, you knew my parents really well and they knew you well enough that my mom, you know, would not be on her best behavior as she should have been. You, (laughs) Granny was there, my grandmother, who you also knew really well. I think they were all there at the house and you came out of the bedroom after napping and mom said something as only my mom could like, gosh, Felicia, um, like, I'm glad you got up from your nap, but you better go like do your hair. We're going out to dinner or something like that. And this is my recollection because I've been mortified about it ever since. And now I can tell you what you just said about your not brushing her hair. And you were like, well, Mrs. McMillan or Penny, whatever you called her, I, my hair is already done. I am ready to go to dinner or something like that. And I just remember being like, oh my God, mom, I can't believe you just said that to like my friend. <laughs> oh my god oh that's genius i can't believe i came back and just like said what was the response from there probably like, like, you're going oh, like, my, oh god. my god you know oh felicia you know <laughs> i don't know but i'm pretty sure you stopped her in her tracks which <laughs> didn't happen all that often <laughs> I think it was your mom who told me, had taught me how to pull everything out of a turkey. And we were up in Phelps. <laughs> and I was so mortified. I'm mortified. I never wanted to stick my hand in a turkey ever again. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny, this stuff we remember. You do you, you don't, I, I assume, I hope you have no memory of that conversation about your hair. I have no memory of that conversation about my hair at all. That means it didn't, like, hopefully it means it didn't scar you. No, and I'm sorry that it had any lingering effect. (laughs) 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 It doesn't matter. (laughs) I guess I can let it go now. You know, please do. I think it was a good share, though, and a good, good, funny one. But man, isn't that funny what we. Totally. It's a good lesson in what we do and get consumed by. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I mean, Un- truly, unknowingly, I didn't, you know, truly that hasn't weighed all that heavily on me in the last, you know, 35 years. But it's true that what you remember and the stuff you carry around, even a little bit. Yeah. Probably doesn't mean shit to the other person. Yeah. I mean, most people are completely, uh, what's the word I'm looking for they're 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 so caught up in their own thing yeah that they they don't even notice for sure yeah and um and look at the truth is is people's lives are nutty and people can't keep up with them their own shit so why for us any of us to have any expectation what should somebody else be doing is probably very much out to lunch for all of us yeah it's not energy well spent that's for sure not at all right not at all 
No. Um, <clears throat> so, um, on that note, there's so much more I want to talk to you about, but not necessarily in a Zoom. Yeah, we, um, I want to, you know, tell you that I am hoping chemo goes real smoothly for you this week. And um, your sister Andrea sent me a link to help do a meal train with you. And I have to admit, I, I didn't. It made up our lives, you know. I feel like the re the beauty of it is, and I was doing like a little intro before you came on originally, and I was saying that the beauty of the two of us combined is it's like you hit so many different categories of things that you would think in life would be covered, kind of things from upbringings, cultural, religious, sexuality, all the different things, but there's to the core so many similarities. To, you know, that foundationally have us so connected deeply. And I just think how complementary all of those aspects of our characteristics are to one another. And going back to what you were saying, like you wish we had, a, you had a recording of one of our conversations or many conversations that we had throughout. God only knows. And there was always like, um, I think what was subtly the key to our relationship was it was smart. It was entertaining. It's, it we did solve problems. Yeah. It was entertaining. We solved problems. We didn't pick fights with one another. We were very UN with each other. Yeah. I don't remember. We like had each other's backs. Yeah. I don't remember us very fighting. Um, <clears throat> nope. You know, I, I don't either. Yeah, it's really, I was thinking before we started, like, who would have thought in 1979 that we'd be doing, you know, a podcast on Zoom, right? I mean, I mean, that's just life, period. If you get to live to be 61, <clears throat> life happens. But, you know, podcast was not a word. Zoom was not a word. These computers weren't uh, nothing when I wanted to that was very Jetson like that was yeah. very Jetson conversation totally. and no computers we you know computers right. didn't come in until the next like five years even hello, though chief? they were happening yeah yeah hello, hello chief this is max <laughs> that was it man Dick Tracy watch <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and yeah to talk to each other on the phone and see each other is you know yeah it's pretty cool it's, no it's it's really really cool and um i i mean for that reason alone i think that we're so fortunate because when we were coming up we did not have any of this not only did we not have this technology as you just said but we didn't keep up with each other in a manner that would have kept us connected. Right. And kids who are raised, like, say, 40 and, and younger, came up with an era that that yeah. was just what it was. Yeah. And, um, and we were at the precipice of it just breaking, just happening, yeah. just throwing out the, like, the first dart, so to speak. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that kids um, probably wonder how the heck you ever maintained a friendship without all the new technology. But like, you know, my dad, he lived to be like 89, I think. And he still had friends from kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, not many, but he had friends from kindergarten and they had maintained a friendship between letters and phone calls. Um, yeah, it's- But they didn't move around as much maybe. And right. they like, and they, and they, there were certain people who stayed anchored in those spots that kept them yeah. connected all to one another. Versus yeah. where you and I went to boarding school, at that point, we were all from so many different locations. Most of us never ended up in each other's homes. You and I were, right. I think, a rarity, yeah. rarity amongst yeah. our peers. And, and even with all of our connection, we lost connection. Yeah, and if it weren't time. for technology or whatever, or, or somehow putting the puzzle pieces back together, yeah did you know it happened because it would like happen and then that happened happened and that happened for no reason yeah. whatever uh, for <laughs> right any reason other than it just was so and when was your when was your uh when did you first get married my first marriage was 1990 okay 11 11 1990 okay i was i was there yeah and, and then, that was and, and then I moved to LA in 92. Okay. And then you know, I I wasn't in touch with you through the 90s for me was vet school and then I lived in Fairbanks. We weren't in touch through any of that. No. And then you came down to SoCal. Oh, right. Right. And somehow I tracked you down when I moved down and I was in LA for a few months. Yeah, and I was here since 92 so that must have been that was in, i don't know um, december late 90s early 2000 because i was, was branding. No, kit, kit and i got together in august of 01 so i moved to la in december of 01 and you okay because dinner together in like january because i remember at the end of dinner i said by the way we're moving to san diego right and we moved to san diego in february so, so that was a one. That was a one. So that was before 9-11, a one. Right. No, it, it was Kit and I got together August of 01 because our oh. first big date together got totally postponed because of 9-11. All the airports okay. shut down. Okay. So, so it was in January of, o, of 02 when you and I probably finally had dinner oh. in LA. Okay. So and yeah, because we did yeah, then we came down because Randy and I got together in March of 99. We started working together July of 98, got together in March of 99. Okay. And so that's so because I knew that we were together with you guys. For a couple um, of years. Yeah. Yeah. You mm -hmm. were a for real thing by the time I met Randy. It wasn't like you guys were just dating, it was like pretty for real. It's, yeah. As, as real as we're allowing it to be at the moment. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. I think you were doing a lot of public things together, maybe. Randy, Randy wasn't. I, yeah, he was definitely not into the public. I mean, but, you know, here's, here's the theme. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, yeah. there lies the theme. 
Yeah, yeah. He's a very private man. He's yeah. True, he's true to himself. That's for sure. Yeah, he's true to his. Oh, yeah, no, and that's what's so honorable about him in yeah. that res- in that respect is that his characteristics do not lie. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Can't Be Uncensored podcast. I'm excited to share next week and the following week's episodes of my next guest coming up on season three, episode eight and nine, because we're going to be discussing some things that life has a way of no matter what path you're going on can throw curveballs and it's how we show up and take action. And I'm going to be discussing things with a very dear old friend of mine regarding just that. And sincerely what we both have been experiencing most recently together yet separately. And I just feel it's a great way to highlight an individual's life experiences. So I look forward to you sharing the Camp Fifi Uncensored podcast, joining this community and being a part of what we're building here because the life experiences that everybody has to share are of value, are worthy, and our conversations and our connections are everything. Where the spirit is young, the soul is wise, and the life experiences are vast, and we talk about everything from soup to nuts, or what I like to say from cannoli egg in the holes, and don't forget the s'mores. Look forward to you joining us next week, and know that there is a library full of episodes from season one and two, and now three. Love you. Take care. Much love. Bye for now. <laughs>